Welcome to TED In Your Head, the 10-minute podcast created exclusively to help you eliminate bad habits and success-limiting fears and beliefs so that you too can win at life and business. Your host is Ted Moreno, certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach. On this show, we tackle the trash and talk some truth to transform your mind. Let's check it out and welcome your host, Ted Moreno. Hello there, and welcome to another great episode of the Ted In Your Head podcast. I'm Ted Moreno, your certified hypnotherapist and high-performance coach, and what I do all day long in my hypnotherapy practice is I help clients get rid of that head trash, stuff that's keeping them back from greater success, health, and happiness. I've been helping people do this to transform their minds for over 15 years, and maybe you got some stuff, or maybe a that's bad English. Maybe you have some stuff that's keeping you from being who you want to be, doing what you want to do, having what you want to have. If you think you have some stinking thinking going on, I'll tell you how to get in touch with me at the end of the podcast. But for now, let's get right into today's episode, low blood sugar, why you might have anxiety or insomnia. Let me tell you a story. When I first got married, um, My wife and I were living a good distance away from where she was working, and by the time she got home, boy, she was crabby, like a lot of the time. And, you know, I just chalked it up to having a fairly long commute, but then during that time, I was in hypnotherapy school, and I took the low blood sugar class, learned all about low blood sugar. And I mentioned this to my wife. I said, hey, you know, um, maybe you're suffering from low blood sugar and that's why you're so irritable and crabby. And why don't you carry some snacks or something in, in, in your purse or maybe have a little snack before you leave work? Maybe you'll feel better. Well, she followed my advice and sure enough, made a world of difference. Okay. And uh, just made everything uh, in our marriage at that time a lot more pleasant. Uh, Myself, if I go a lot of hours without eating, especially if I'm working, boy, I will really, really feel foggy brain, lightheadedness. I'll have trouble talking, especially if I'm sitting in front of a client. God forbid my kids go too long without eating. They'll just turn into little monsters. So yeah, low blood sugar. What is blood sugar? Let's talk about that. So everything you eat, gets turned into blood sugar, almost everything you eat, not everything, but blood sugar or blood glucose is the main fuel that your body body runs on most of the time, okay? Now, your body is very invested in keeping that blood sugar very nice and level and stable. So, of course, if you go three, four, five hours without eating, you're going to feel something in your body. We call it hunger. But here's the thing. If you go too long without eating, now this doesn't happen to everyone, but it happens enough where I see it very often in my clients. So if you go a long time without eating and that blood sugar gets too low, what happens is the body starts looking for an alternative source of energy. And many times it will turn to adrenaline or cortisol and your fight or flight response will get triggered. So low blood sugar or having an episode we call of low blood sugar could show up in a variety of different ways. Could show up as fogginess in your head or sleepiness, could show up as irritability, 
Some people have a very negative reaction to their blood sugar getting low where they just get super cranky and irritable and angry and just kind of turn into a different person. And so the key here is to make sure that if you think you might be suffering from these episodes of low blood sugar, make sure you're eating something every three or four hours. Now, if you have diabetes in your family history, you may be more prone to these these kind of negative reactions to low blood sugar. If you drink a lot of alcohol, that could affect your blood sugar as well. If you eat a lot of carbs or a lot of sweets, then you may be having a situation where blood sugar is up and down and up and down and all over the place. You know, you, you uh, have a piece of candy or a high-carb donut, right? Hour later, your blood sugar is dropping. And of course, what do you want to do? You want to eat something else, high-carb or high-sugar. So... When that fight or flight gets triggered, very oftentimes you could experience anxiety. And when a client comes in to me and says that they're being challenged by anxiety, one of the first things I'll ask them is, what is your eating like? You know, what is your, you have diabetes in your family history. I'll ask a lot of questions to see if low blood sugar might be part of the problem. It's not usually totally the whole problem, but more often than not, it's a part of the problem. Here's something else that you might find interesting. Let's say you're flying on an airplane. Let's say you're taking a trip. Let's say the trip is early in the morning and maybe you were rushing around the night before and maybe didn't have a good uh, dinner. And then the, the morning of the flight, you didn't have a chance to get breakfast. And then you arrive to the airport, you know, uh, down a gallon of coffee and a, a scone or a cinnamon roll. And then you get on the airplane, and if you have low blood sugar, let's say, while you're on the airplane, then you may associate that panicky anxiety feeling that comes from low blood sugar. You may associate that with flying on an airplane. Guess what? Now you've got phobia or fear of flying. And if low blood sugar happens when you're driving over a bridge or in an elevator or in a crowded mall, then you may very well end up with a fear of those particular places or situations. And many times, this is how phobias start. Now, of course, fears, we make a distinction between fears and phobias. Many times fears start by, you know, a, a bad experience on an airplane, like terrible turbulence or, you know, a crash, car crash. But for many people that have what we call phobias, where there's no logical reason for having these kind of uh, fears, Many times it has to do with low blood sugar or something related to it. So I hope that's helpful to you to think about. Now let's talk about insomnia. Many people have the experience of waking up in the middle of the night. Like, I don't know why, but I wake up at 3 o'clock in the middle of the night or 4 o'clock, can't go back to sleep. Some people wake up and they're hungry. And that's a sure sign that their blood sugar is getting low. So think about it. Let's say your last meal is, let's say, 5 p.m., right? Well, by 5 o'clock the next morning, you've gone 12 hours uh, without eating anything. And if you have a high metabolism or you have blood sugar imbalances, then blood sugar could be either waking you up in the middle of the night or keeping you from falling asleep or keeping you from being able to go back to sleep should you wake up in the middle of the night. If you wake, start, wake up in the morning starvacious and hungry, that's a good sign that bl low blood sugar may be uh, part of the cause for poor sleep. What I often recommend to my clients is um, if they have any kind of sleep problem, one of the things I always tell them is, hey, 
before you go to bed, have a small amount of protein. I'm not talking about a huge feast. You know, have some string cheese or have some, uh, I don't know, beef jerky or meat or turkey or some cold cuts or something or a handful of almonds, you know, peanut butter. Have almond butter is another good one, you know, to see if that helps. And many times it does. It makes a big difference in the way people sleep. So this is a, a fairly big topic, and I've really just given you the bare bones. There's a lot more to do with this. The proper word for regular instances of low blood sugar is hypoglycemia, but just because you have episodes of low blood sugar doesn't mean you have hypoglycemia. But if any of what I've said today resonates with you, then think about it. Look at your eating patterns. Um, many times when people quit smoking, what do they do? They gain weight for a couple of reasons. They substitute food for uh, cigarettes or um, not smoking uh, makes them hungrier because many times tobacco acts as an appetite suppressant. So if they don't have good eating habits, um, then after they quit smoking, a lot of times they just find themselves ravenously hungry. So there are a lot of negative consequences from these episodes of low blood sugar and what you want to do to remain healthy, happy, clear of mind, and lots of energy is to just make sure you have a reasonable, consistent eating schedule. Now, I know that these days, um, intermittent fasting is a very popular thing to do. Um, I'm not an expert in that. All I have to tell you is if you're going to do that, if you're going to do any kind of fasting, make sure you know what you're doing, and that you're prepared for it, okay? I've done some fasting, and, you know, yeah, it's very, very easy to get irritable and, and, and sleepy and all of that stuff, okay? So here would be my suggestion. If you suspect that you are being challenged by episodes of low blood sugar, then keep a log, keep an eating log, and notice when you feel anxious or irritable or cranky, you know, write that down and see if you can see a pattern of these kind of cranky, irritable, negative feelings and how they might relate to your eating patterns or what you've eaten. This can be very, very illuminating. Okay, so one of the things that I make sure of is that I definitely eat um, uh, three meals a day. Because I eat on a pretty regular schedule, I'm, I'm always hungry. You know, I'm, I always have a great appetite and I sleep very well and I, and I have a lot of energy and if I go a long time without eating, boy, watch out. I'm going to be one crabby dude, okay? So there you go. There's your uh, daily 10-minute dose of some practical uh, information. I want to thank you for tuning in to today's show. Your time is precious, and I really want to deliver some helpful content to you. Now, if you want to get in touch with me, if you have some head trash, you need to get out of there, you can reach out to me at tedmoreno.com. I'm located in uh, Southern California. We've been rocking and rolling here lately. You know what I mean? Uh, earthquakes. So uh, I'm in Southern California, but I can work with clients anywhere. And you can go to tedmoreno.com. You can subscribe to my blog, Ted's Tips for Transformation. You can connect with me uh, via email. Um, so there's uh, my podcast page, which is tedinyourhead.com. You can see all the podcasts that I've created there. So in closing, I want to leave you with a quote by Mark Twain. And Mark Twain said, the only way to keep your health is to eat what you don't like, drink 
what you don't want and do what you'd rather not. And there you go. That's my Mark Twain. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Ted In Your Head. If your bad habits and limiting fears and beliefs prevent you from achieving the success you want, it's time to take out the trash, talk some truth, and transform your mind. To learn more about how Ted can personally help you win at life and business, visit www.tedmoreno.com. That's www.tedmoreno.com. Thanks to Dimitri Rosti and Isaac Taylor for their help in producing this podcast. See you next time on the Ted in Your Head podcast.